This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk of Music City Real Estate, where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. And I'm Jason Hoover sitting in for Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and my mortgage team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. You can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. That's questions at talkmusiccity.com. Monty. Jason Hoover, back in the house. And, and yes. um, dude, I, I don't envy you. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> From the respect of, um, I mean, as amazingly as amazing as you are, you know, Carrie Ann Sear, to be replacing her on the show today, that ain't easy for just uh, anybody. I don't know that very many people can handle that. Jim, do you think you can handle that? No. <laughs> don't you feel better now jason yeah much <laughs> pressure's off a so, little bit yeah well, well i know today we're going to talk about something guys that's so 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 crucial it's so critical it's one of my favorite topics that we start our foundations class discussing this very topic yes before we get into that let's talk about our amazing sponsor Geez, I had a blank out there for a second. <laughs> Our amazing sponsor. Music City Removal is the number one junk removal service in Nashville. From residential, commercial, and construction, they're experts in ridding you of junk. Their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden and added or added expenses. Whether you need a full clean out or just one item removed, they have you covered. The Music City Removal team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the importance convenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer focused junk removal service that puts you first for a free on-site estimate just go to musiccityremoval.com that's musiccityremoval.com music city removal because clutter ain't cute and we're sure missing our cutie pie today (laughs) that is true that is true Anyway, so I was sharing that we're going to be talking today about one of the most crucial things that that, uh, that I know of in the real estate industry, and that's speaking from 37 years of uh, experience here, guys, and, and that is the topic of mindset. Yes. And how do, we, how do we not just survive in today's real estate world, but how do we thrive in today's crowded real estate world? Okay. And that starts, I think, with mindset. It does all day long. It's you, you got to have a positive, healthy mindset or you're out of the game. You know, and I go back to, you know, I love baseball. There's, that's no secret, right? Yeah. Uh, did you know that, Jim? I enjoy baseball. I, uh, I've heard. <laughs> so I love baseball. But here's the thing you know, baseball is not easy to hit. No, it is not easy to hit. And you hear about these uh, fantastic uh, batters, you know, they'll have great stats and then they go through a slump. Mm -hmm. Why did they go through a slump? You know, it's like you already know how to hit the ball. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happens most of the time is, you know, you'll just have a a few downtimes at the plate. Well, then you start getting in your own head. Mm. When you get in your own head, it is tough. Mm. And sometimes the coach got to move you in the batting order or do something to just shake you up to get mm-hmm. you back to where you were. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, they call it a slump because you will come out of it, mm-hmm. but it's not easy. 
And it, but it, it all starts right here. Mm-hmm. It's not your skill. It's not like you forgot how to hit the ball. It's not your skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, it is, it, it all becomes a, a mind game. Mm. So, and that's the way it is in business. You got to have the right mindset. Yeah. You're going to have slumps. Mm-hmm. You're going to have times that, uh, you know, you're not having the best, uh, you know, the, the best mindset, it, things may be coming, coming against you, maybe piling on, but you've got to sometimes just take a moment and regroup. But here's the thing we, and we do, we start out in the foundations about mindset because it goes way beyond that. And I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be sharing some of this stuff with everybody because it's important. Mm-hmm. It's important to your success. Well, I know, I know we, you know, I agree, you know, that you and I both agreed on this concept of coming from a place of abundance Jason, you know, we've kept all of our trainings open to all other agencies and and because uh, we have a commitment of trying to always raise the bar and certainly we don't have all the answers and we'd uh, embrace other offices, you know, training our agents. You know, I, I feel like there's if you're coming from a place of I want to contribute, I want to make a difference. And part of what I want to make a difference in is the reputation of our industry by raising the bar of our industry so that the consumer, so we're more likely to have the consumer say, consumer say no to, to a cheap effort, no to a, a lousy buyout effort, and, and yes to the real estate process to help maximize for the, you know, the value and the least amount of hassle in the, in the shortest amount of time. That doesn't happen with a faceless, you know, um, corporation, it happens with a, 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 a heartfelt mm-hmm. commitment coming from a real estate professional. Yeah. So that's why, you know, why we come back to helping, we want to help our agents have that right mindset. You know, I love what, uh, what you just pointed out to us uh, just a minute ago. And, and that was what uh, Napoleon Hill said, you know, what a hundred years ago, roughly, he said, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, mm-hmm. it can achieve. I mean, there's so much in that statement. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Let me ch- share a real quick story on that topic because I had been in business for about two years. This was back in the mid-80s, guys. Many of you weren't even on the planet at that time. Um, and I, and, and I had my second year in business, I made $50,000. That was the most money I'd ever made in my entire life. You know, I, some of, some of you have heard the story, but anyway, that year, somebody came up and said that I'll bet you could make a six figure income. Now I know it sounds silly today. You know, what does that mean? What's a six figure income? Mm -hmm. I wrote it down and I said, Shazam, just like Jim's board says, Shazam. I said, Shazam. Shazam. And I said, dang, that'd be a whole lot of money. I couldn't imagine that. You know, $100,000. Now, keep in mind, my average sale price was $64,000. And I was on a 50-50 split back then because that's almost the only choice you had. And, you know, so I knew I had to sell around 100 homes. This is my third year in business. And, and so I did the, I did the reverse engineer, which was pretty easy at that, at that point, because each closing was worth around a a thousand, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, around a thousand dollars. And I realized I had to sell all that real estate. So I, I, I laid into how many homes per uh, week, per month and so forth that I was going to have to sell. Long story short, into that year, I closed and and that many real estate, that many uh, transactions and I earned a hundred thousand dollars. Now, 
to again, you know, this phrase, whatever the mind can conceive and believe and achieve, uh, it can achieve rather. I took it to the next level and said, well, dang, if I can make a hundred grand, I'll bet I can make $200,000, Jason. And, and, and that simply, that just mm-hmm. naively, <clears throat> I, I broke it down and I, and I said, I can make $200,000. Now at that point in time, we didn't have a lot of the technology we do now, of course. And so first of all, all I knew that I wasn't going to be able to sell that many homes. So I knew I needed to increase my, my portion per transaction. So I went to my broker and said, Hey, you know, I need a better split than 50, 50. He laughed at me. He said, well, nobody gets better than 50, 50. And at that time you, you didn't see hear of that. Well, I'd heard of a company that, that did uh, pay their agents hundred percent. And I went to that company in that year, I ended up making over $200,000 my, my uh, fifth year in real estate. So my point of that is simply, I know for a fact, you cannot tell me otherwise, Jason mm-hmm. Hoover, that whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. I know that. Yes. This company is, is a result of that. You know, I might, you know, I'm just going to be transparent here. You, you know, and several p- folks on our com- in our company know that our goal, my goal is to develop a billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. I know the numbers, what that's going to take. And here I'm, here I'm declaring this. Okay. I wasn't planned at all. I'm declaring that by December 8th, 2022, which is my birthday, my 70th birthday, we will have a billion dollar company. And I'm basing that on the confidence and faith and so forth that I'm surrounded with, with our organization, but also with the heart and commitment of whatever the mind can conceive and believe, because I believe it, I know I can achieve it. And that's the key <clears throat> is the belief part. You know, conceiving, you know, it's, it's a little bit better than uh, just thinking mm-hmm. that you can do it uh, or thinking that you want it. And this, this quote rings true uh, and has rang true so many years, um, similar to your experience, is that I've always had this desire and this drive. Ever since um, my brother, I was 18, handed me the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm. <clears throat> that was my very first self-help book. Wow. <clears throat> Sorry. And it, it changed my world, mm-hmm. completely changed my world. Mm-hmm. And uh, if there was ever a pivotal moment, it was that Mm -hmm. as far as I started figuring out what I loved. Um, But it is that belief that takes time. And there, and I'm sure you've been in the boat too. There's been times that I'm like, I've, I I firmly believe in something and it seems like I'm going the opposite way. Mm. And it's like, you know, and you've heard some, you know, the, our, our story, you know, uh, getting to this point, it was very, very hard, you know? And so when you have this belief and you're trying to tell your wife, no, <laughs> I, I've got this goal and, and I'm going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And then you lose your house or you're selling your house, and you're selling your stuff and you're, you know, going backwards. It's kind of hard. Mm. Um, but that's why I firmly believe because it, it, I don't know how many times I said, or I, I gave up, <laughs> you know, I, I'd give up for a, an hour. Then yeah. I get back to oh, work. I'm giving up. Everybody, I mean, if, if you're not giving up once in a while, you're not trying hard enough, I think. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your, your goals aren't big enough. But but now, you know, along the way, we're seeing the fruits of that labor mm-hmm. and that belief, mm-hmm. just like you are mm-hmm. and just like Jim is. You know, we're seeing those fruits and, you know, it's in it. We're not done yet. You know, we no. still we still have high goals. I mean, I, my uh, it, and this is, you know, talking about mindset, you've got to have something that's going to remind you 
mm-hmm. constantly. And just so, I mean, if you're truly going to buy into it, you're truly going to believe it, it will come to fruition, but you've got to have it constantly reminding you and whatever that may be. Some people uh, I've heard, you know, they'll keep like a, a, a certain kind of coin in their pocket or a rock in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have it written on their notes. I mean, all different things. Mine is a, a four digit number. It's mm-hmm. uh, 2740, 2740. Uh, I'm always repeating 2740 all day long. Everything I do, 2740. Well, I got to know what that stands for. So multiply 2740 by 365. You got it? Hold on. <laughs> 2740 by 365. 1,100,000. So my goal is to, in all of my different investments and business, and I want to make $2,740 a day. Wow. That will put me at where I can literally say over a million dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So my, my number that, or what reminds me constantly is 2740. I love that. I love that. Don't you love that? Yeah. That's a great, that's a great easy uh, to remember. It's what we call reducing it to the ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> so, What's so, the hourly on that? <laughs> that's, so, <laughs> so I want to remind everybody, though, that's thinking about, you know, you know getting, stretching themselves out for something like this, a, a, a crazy, wild and crazy goal or whatever you want to call it, is that, just want to give you a warning, just, just take it for whatever it's worth. This is what I have found out is that life will challenge you when you make a declaration. Mm-hmm. The universe will say, are you really sure you want to have, you know, live in divine health or that you want to prosper or that you want to stop a habit or whatever? Do you, are you sure you want to? Because what I've witnessed over the years is that life will challenge you. And whether you call it life, whether you call it universe, whether you call it, you know, whatever you call it, you yeah. know, it will, all I know is it will challenge you because I'll never forget when I, that second year, when I, I, I wasn't anywhere near my goal of $200,000. I, I remember going out and sitting next to my, I bought a home on the, on the water with a pool because I was making so much money and, uh, that sold for $150,000 back then it would sell for, you know, probably a million dollars now, but, so, yeah. but anyway, I remember having that heart to heart with myself and saying, okay, I am nowhere near what I thought it was going to be. And I knew enough about goals to know that I either need to change my goal or change my, my trajectory, my commitment to that goal. Mm-hmm. And rather than change the goal, I changed the, 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 the focus. I changed the commitment. I changed the energy going towards that goal. And I, I hunkered down and I really got serious about it. But I just want to give everybody a, a heads up that don't be surprised if you make a declaration in, a, in that, that space that you're not challenged in the process. Absolutely. Can uh, I ask, ask you something, Monty, real quick? Yeah. Did you regret, do you regret buying that house now, looking back on it? That $150,000 waterfront home? Yeah. I regret selling it. <laughs> <laughs> but that was one of the divorces, you know, what can I say? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I fall back on, well, I would have lost in a divorce anyhow. You know, but no, I'm just kidding. So I'm speaking not kidding, of but, uh, divorces. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and let me, uh, you know, share a little bit more on, on like that number. So, you know, whenever I sit down with agents in the foundation class and we talk about the goals and, you know, what you want to accomplish is that, you know, the number just represents what's important to you. Right. Uh, so you're not married to the number. Uh, it's just like a, uh, a ring. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it represents a bond. It represents the marriage. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's what the number is. You know, mm-hmm. your, your goal, you know, you know, whatever that may be, maybe you want to make a hundred thousand, 200,000. Um, your, your, the 200 represents what really matters to you. Correct. And, um, and then we dive in, uh, you know, even further about, you know, about, uh, why are the power behind understanding what motivates you? Mm-hmm. Because if you're if you're just motivated by that number, then it's going to be easier to quit. Yeah, and you've got to attach that that number to the options that that number will give you in life. Right. You know, you've got to attach that number to the freedoms. You know, I one of the reasons why I wanted to to prosper at that time was I wanted to be able to give to more ministries. To be honest with you, yeah. just to be transparent, I knew that uh, prosperity in in my world <clears throat> meant to be able to bound to every good work, to be able to to give where there was a need that I felt connected to, that I felt committed to. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that if I was you know living the life that I had been living most of my life, and that was a factory worker on on unemployment half the time. You know, I, I like options. Yeah. And that's, you know, when I when I say that we're going to have a billion-dollar company, it has nothing to do with the money. It, you know, I don't even know what that translates into. When you're giving your agents 100% of your commission, it's really not some big, huge, monstrous number. I could make a heck of a lot more selling real estate. But what it does represent, the outcome of that number represents, to me, one of the few companies in town that are billion-dollar companies, first of all, uh, which translates into my hope anyhow is because with the commitment that we have, and, I, and I, there's some other great offices in town. I'm not, not making us totally exclusive by any stretch, but I want to be in that top group that not only sells a billion dollars worth of real estate per year, helps that many families. See, when I was doing my own thing, the most I ever sold in one year by myself was 120 homes. And then the most that I ever sold with a, with a small team was around 300 homes. We did that th- uh, two years in a row. Last two years, we're, we're at um, the, the company with the balloon. But now, to to be able to, to have an organization that can, can, can produce the number of transactions that would equal a billion dollars, if you look at $400,000 average, that means that there's 2,500 families are going to be influenced. Ultimately, even, even at, you know, arm, I mean, uh, you know, indirectly, as what I'm looking for the word, um, indirectly by me, it's going to be affected by me. And my hope is if we've raised the bar, mm-hmm. Jason, like we intend on raising the bar in our industry and in our, at least in our, in our family of professionals, because we have agents that are committed to doing the next right thing. we we have professionals mm-hmm. that we're agents that are now committed to becoming, you know, being professionals that we've influenced the experience of 2,500 families in a positive way overall. Mm-hmm. We're not going to make everybody happy. We know that. But overall, 2,500 families, a billion dollars worth of local real estate, that blesses my heart, okay? Yeah. That can be the, the, uh, you know, the, the legacy that I can leave behind that these agents, that our, our family of professionals, remembers the tall gray-haired guy made a difference in their life. You know, I told yeah. two brand new agents today on our onboarding, look guys, my job, my hope is rather, I mean, first of all, I can't, uh, like you always say at the, the um, classes, the foundation classes, I, I can only provide the environment for you. You got to bring the hustle. I'll bring the training. You got to bring the hustle. I'll bring the knowledge. You got to bring the hustle. You, I'll bring the technology. You got to bring the hustle. Okay. Right. 
I cannot force anybody for, to success. I can hopefully, though, you know, do a great job in creating an environment where su- they will choose success. Right. And if they've chosen success at the level that we're, we're, that we're sharing, um, you know, the, the expertise that we're sharing from, then hopefully we have, made, we have raised the bar. We have made a difference in, in over 2,500 families' lives here in Middle Tennessee. And that is, that's really what that billion dollars And it was so, I didn't even think about it until you said that, that it's, it's not about the money. It's got to mean something. It's got to, you know, whether it brings freedom or whether it brings options or whether it brings ability to give or whatever the situation is. And that's what that billion dollar means to me is I know we're going to be able to touch at least 2,500 families and overall do an outstanding job. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big goal. And, but you believe it. Oh, absolutely. And because you believe it, I, I have buy into it, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, I know that whenever you're committed to something, you do it. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about some of these things that I share in the class. Please. Um, and you know, we won't do as deep of a dive cause we spend two hours on this alone. Uh, but first thing is, you know, and I think it's interesting, you, you started, or you worked at a factory, right? I did. Yeah, so did I. Really? Who would have known? Yeah. Um, I started, that was my first job right out of high school. Uh, okay, that was mine out of high school. Yeah, I was building trailer hitches. I was working for Cat, Caterpillar Tractor Company. Okay. Um, Does that mean you were pouring them into a mold, or you were actually building? No, I actually, uh, I did the um, uh, plasma cutter, where you actually cut the steel out. Um, actually did the punch press. I did the painting. I did everything from, you know, like, when they brought in the sheets uh, to I even did the warehouse, all of it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I was even bolt up where you actually put them together. So I literally built trailer hitches. <laughs> <laughs> we may need to talk. I need to put one on. <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, and so the biggest, the, I start off with this is that the biggest challenge with agents is the mindset. It's, it's shifting the mindset from a W2 to a 1099 mindset. Mm-hmm. Cause that's probably the biggest well, that's hurdle. Such a gap. It is. It's such a, a gap. huge gap. Um, and so we covered that quite, quite a bit about what does that look like and how is it different? Uh, because a 1099, as you know, it's, uh, you can put in the work and not necessarily eat next week. Right. Right. Whereas right. Uh, W2, you're told everything to do. Right. And then they say, because you do this, I will give you this right. much money. I'm going to give you just enough to keep you here. Right. Yeah. And you're going to work just hard enough to keep the job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the exactly. relationship. And so that's what in, in your, your, uh, shifting from that security to something else that you can create greater things. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I'm not knocking W2. I mean, we, yeah. you know, that, that's built for some people. Mm-hmm. Me, I, you know, I always say I'm unhirable now. Oh. You know, I, I can't go back and work for somebody. You know, I gotta, sh- I should gotta share a quick story on that. When I moved here, it was tough. Okay. I went from where I was number one um, agent in Bavard County, Florida to Nashville, Tennessee, where everybody had a, already had half a dozen realtor friends and they didn't care about what I had accomplished there, you know, but anyhow, so in my des- not desperation, but in my getting my sea legs underneath me, I went to a job fair and uh, they had you fill out a form of what, you know, you're looking for, what your experience is and what you want to make. Well, I put a minimum of $80,000. <laughs> they threw that in the garbage. They said, I'm sorry, you're not hireable. So when you say I'm not hireable, <laughs> they told me I wasn't hireable. <laughs> I wasn't going to make $80,000 when the average you know, income See, I, was. I just beat them to the bunch on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so that's, uh, so we talk about the, uh, the W2 mindset. Um, 
And then we, uh, we, we dive into, and I'm just taking bits and pieces from all of this. Um, we, we dive into the info diet. Mm. Um, so the info diet, you know, you know, just like whenever you're going through a diet, you're, you try to eat healthy, you try to eat right, you exercise, you, you focus, you know, more on, uh, what's going to help you feel better nutrition wise, but, Mm -hmm. Well, your information diet is the same thing. Absolutely. So it's going to affect your mind, mm-hmm. how you think. Mm-hmm. So what are you reading? Right. What are you watching? Mm-hmm. Who are you listening to? Who are you hanging around with? Mm-hmm. Every single thing affects you. All matters. We're constantly changing. And I even dive in and create a little stick, man. And we talk about the conscious and subconscious mind. Good. About Good. the bits of information that, um, you know, from your conscious mind. You know, you have, uh, like you're listening to us and, you know, I can see Jim has a blue shirt on, you got a black shirt on, you know, I'm focusing. So that's in my conscious mind. Mm-hmm. The subconscious is everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's extremely, uh, uh, different between the amount of information that you take in on the subconscious versus the conscious. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important about being intentional of what you're listening to, who you're around. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if, if you want to be an investor, hang around investors, mm-hmm. read things about investments, mm-hmm. you know, start focusing and you'll start, you'll start becoming an investor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've heard the, uh, the saying, I mean, you, you'll find what you, you're looking for, mm-hmm. good or bad, you'll find it mm-hmm. and you'll become it. So we talk about the info diet and especially in this business, you're going to have hard times. So what are you feeding yourself? Are you, are you going to be healthy when you hit the hard times or are you already going to be on your, uh, you know, life support? Right. Right. You know? So it, it, or are you going to wait till you get there and then try to start building yourself up? Exactly. You're not, probably not going to work so well. It and, might. Right. You know, but, but it won't work as well as if you've been building yourself up all along. Correct. Yep. And so that's why you've got to be intentional about it. And, um, so then we, you know, we go into, you know, your programming, because that is programming who you are mm-hmm. constant every single second of the day we're programming right now your mm-hmm. brain you know it's plastic so it molds you know the neurons that wi- are fired together wire together mm-hmm. and so that's what causes habits mm-hmm. and whether good habits or bad habits mm-hmm. and so you know just like in um, you know diet wise i had created a habit of eating a snack at night well, now I've cut that out. I'm already down 11 pounds. Holy cow. Yeah. So I cut that out. I'm not, I'm not going crazy, mm-hmm. um, you know, running because I really hate running. Um, but just cutting out certain things and being healthier, same thing with your mind. Mm-hmm. We got to treat our mind better. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk about programming because programming, and we go through the whole cycle. Uh, and I'm so glad you do this. And this. I, I need to, yeah, would, could I attend a class sometime? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I would, you know, I, I've had to learn all this my own, myself to ha- to think that that you're there you're actually bringing this to brand new agents at such a crucial time, you know, because that is setting the foundation of their right. future in this industry and and in life. It's going to affect affect their entire life. Absolutely, every every part of their life is effective. You know, in in, in same way with us. Mm-hmm. That's why I love it. I love you know. It goes back to that, um, you know our environment you have to be in the environment that's going to help your business grow mm-hmm. and it's important about who you're around i think uh is was it dr covey that said you're a, a product of your environment was a product of your environment or yeah. you're 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 a you are some of the 
five people you have. Yeah, you are the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah, and that's what he's talking about. Right. Because they influence you. Everything is going to change who Mm -hmm. you are. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then we break it down to leverage. We talk about the uh, leveraging out and, you know, really focusing on what the business mindset about am I, you know, I'm paying somebody to do my contract to close rather than doing my contract to close. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm paying money, but my hourly rate goes up. That's a business mindset. It, yeah, absolutely. So, and that's why we, 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 we talk about, you know, creating that business, that mindset for building a successful business because, mm-hmm. and we start off with that class because it's so important. Mm-hmm. How do people respond to it typically? Uh, so far, I haven't had anybody throw rocks at me, so it's good. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Both of you coming from a blue-collar background, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Jim getting into interview mode. Uh-oh. Uh, you coming from a factory, Monty. You, you know, Jason, I didn't know you built trailer hitches. Yes. And it's funny because you reveal that, and all of a sudden it dawned on me that you – did you realize if someone went back in time and told you that, that Jason, that this is what you'd be doing now, what would you say? You know, that's a good question because um, I always knew I was different. And, you know, it it was just the environment I was in because I even sat down with the the plant manager and told him, you know, because he mentioned something about he went to the local college there, which was a tech college. And to me, that was a big deal. And I'm like, so I sat down and asked him about it. So... I would, I actually would believe you if somebody would tell me that because I just didn't feel right. Right. You didn't feel like you were doing what you were meant to do. How about you, Monty? I mean, you know. Same thing. I hated my job, but I would work every hour of overtime that I could get. You know, I'd work 16 hours a day. I hated it. I mean, just hated it because I felt like a monkey could be doing this. And it wasn't until somebody at church uh, noticed that my socks, you could see my socks and coming out of part of my shoe one time. and he handed me a $100 bill, and he said, Monty, go buy yourself a new pair of shoes. You'll feel a lot better about yourself. And he handed me a book by Zig Ziglar called See You at the Top. Mm, I love that book. And, and that book for, you know, conveyed to me the message that life will pay whatever you demand of it. Mm-hmm. And so in my you know, some finite uh, understanding, what I did is I went out and got more jobs, you know, not realizing that, that wasn't the answer, but... But it, it, it was shocking to me. I didn't come from any sort of, not even blue-collar family, probably. And, I mean, I'd, my father was an alcoholic. My mother worked for some menial job, you know. <clears throat> and so just that was so enlightening to find out that life will pay whatever you demand of it. But you've got to make the demand. Mm-hmm. And so I was started making the demand. And, I, and I, before long, I was working three jobs. You know, and that's what opened the door actually for me to get into real estate because my best friend's father owned a real estate company in another state. And he called me one time. He said, I heard you work a lot. If you're going to work three, you know, three, that many jobs, you ought to get into real estate. (laughs) Really? Is that that what's required? And how much money can I make? Was the rest of the conversation, you know, so yeah, I'm money motivated. But anyhow, no, um, that's a, that's an interesting, uh, interesting topic. So I'll share a story with you. Um, I'd forgotten all about this uh, until just now. Uh, used to, when I was uh, traveling for work, you know, we had talked about back in the corporate, I would travel a lot. And um, I, I would pretend, you know, this is going back to that, if you can believe it, mm-hmm. I, would, I would pretend like I was going to, I was flying to go do some training or speaking. Wow. 
And I would put that in my mind. And I know it sounds so silly, but that was how I made it real. And I remember this one time sitting on the tarmac, Mm -hmm. um, this uh, girl behind me, I was eavesdropping, yes. Uh, But this girl was talking on the phone while we were waiting. Um, I don't know who it was, but I was uh, overheard her say something that really stuck with me. Uh, still, and this was years ago, and I don't remember it verbatim, but it was something to the fact that she was telling him that um, you got to you got to act like you deserve it, so that or yeah, you got to act like you deserve it before you get it. And that has stuck with me. It's like, all right, I've got to become the person I want to be before I am actually that person. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just so surreal that I'm, I was doing kind of the same thing. But when I heard that, I was like, it, it kind of changed my viewpoint on stuff. And so, uh, yeah. That's so true, though. I know, and you know, you know, you've heard me say that for me to have a billion-dollar company, I've got to become a billion-dollar leader. Right. And, I, and I've got a long ways to go, I know, but I'm working on it constantly. I mean, constantly, that's what my But that's driving, a mindset. That's a mindset that's, you have yeah. to have. Because I know I'll never be a, a billion-dollar company that I never have a billion-dollar company that's of significance anyhow. And that's if without significance, it doesn't matter. So I've got, a, I've got this uh, burning desire in my heart <clears throat> to be a billion-dollar leader. And, that, and I know <clears throat> that takes a lot of effort. That takes a lot of work. But I've, I've envisioned that. And that is what, what mm-hmm. my goal is every day when I get up, mm-hmm. is I've got to become a, a billion-dollar leader. I've got to do the things billion-dollar leaders do. And, and I think that, speaking of to the real estate uh, community, I think that that's what we have got to envision as well, like you're talking about. You've got to envision yourself that successful realtor by that right mindset, but you've also got to follow that up with the proper training and understanding right. and and um, and not not waiting and practicing on the you know, on the customer, but but just jumping in the deep end and learning everything you can because we know that prosperity follows value. It doesn't follow hoping and wishing. And you know, not long ago, one of the agents came to me, one of the newer ones, and said, "I need to sell a house." And I said, "I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. It works about." You becoming of value and the market will seek you out it, but you've got to become valuable. You've got to do the things we're telling you to do. Then the, the home selling will happen. It doesn't happen because you're hoping and wishing for it or watching right. Property Brothers or whatever else. Right. Anyway. So this has been an interesting conversation. Yeah. The selling a house or need to sell a house is confidence. They were telling you they needed confidence. Right? Yeah. Because I mean, confidence is basically just a memory of success. Does that make sense? True. Yeah, and, and people can can pick up on it if you're confident or not. And you know, well, they've like, got to buy you before they buy what you're selling, right? You know? Absolutely. <clears throat> In the same way with uh, with with employees, if you you know have a business, uh, they've got to have buy into your vision. So if 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 you're an agent and you don't have the vision that you are a professional, then your clients are not going to have that buy in either. So. So is everybody aware in your in your organization, Monty, that you want to be a billion dollar company by a little over a year out? Yeah, I I, I did actually verbalize this a couple of weeks ago, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Did you? And mm-hmm. uh, I did, and broke it down. Did you get any pushback? Any what? Any pushback from the universe? No. Well, yeah. 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 You know, you have a few people say, you know, I'm going to retire my license or whatever. And that's mm-hmm. cool because it's, it's they're not part of the organization that's going to be part of that. You know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's absolutely cool. We're looking for the right people. We're not looking for everybody. We don't right. want everybody. You know, I mean, there's 17,000 agents here in Middle Tennessee. We're looking for 312. 
that's the number that I need to have in place to, to do what we want to do and do it in a way where everybody can be themselves. We're not just focusing on top producers. We're not focusing mm-hmm. on brand new people. We're focusing on people that we can make a difference in their life. You know, if, if I find somebody who's been selling, let's say, four or five homes a year, and I can help them double that, Jason can help them double that, we've changed their life. Yes. We've totally changed their life and their future and their kid's life right. and their kid's education. Tell me that's not a huge reward. Like and that's what that's legacy. That's the people that we uh, honestly, I that's that's where my heart's at. It's kind of like the first time buyer. I love working with the first time buyer. I love working for the with the agent and helping the. And don't get me wrong. I, I love agents that are selling. We have agents selling 50, 60 homes a year. Awesome people. There's mm-hmm. nothing there. Love them. Okay. But for personal gratification, just like that first time buyer, if I can help somebody change their life change their future and change their kids' lives, that's a reward. I agree. Right on. Well, guys, I think we've uh, uh, shared our hearts today, and I appreciate everybody watching, and uh, thank you for the privilege of investing this time in our our, uh, experience here at uh, the Talk of Music City Real Estate. We look forward to talking to you again in the future, and hopefully... Miss Carrie Ann yes. Sear will be sitting here in Jason Hoover's lap, and he won't have to, or not lap, lap in the chair, I'm sorry, in, his, in Jason Hoover's chair, and uh, and he won't have to uh, wear those shoes because they, they've got to be some uncomfortable shoes. Anyway, <laughs> love you, Carrie Ann, if you're watching. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you. We'll talk to you all soon. <laughs>